I, I mean, I love warm waves just as much as anyone else. Um, but it's our, what we have here is super special because we've been able to create a culture and a space for surfers in a place that most people in the world would never, ever even think of. It's so local and it's so particular to our part of the, of our little, little corner of the earth mm-hmm. um, that we can get eight foot waves or, you know, three to oh foot God. waves in this place that people think is a lake, but it's not, it's a, it's a freshwater sea. It's huge. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite thing is that where we are geographically makes us special. Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning into episode 25 of the Learn With Laws podcast. Did you know that you can surf on Lake Ontario? There's a whole community of people who surf the Great Lakes. On Lake Ontario, they surf in Oshawa, Scarborough Bluffs, Coburg, and even Curtis. All over, really. It's so wild, eh? For so long, my dream has been to be a surfer girl, and I've traveled to the other side of the world to learn. Meanwhile, people have been surfing down the road from my house. On this episode, I spoke with Robin Peking, a leader in the Great Lakes surfing community. She's also Filipina and is basically who I want to be in a few years. In our conversation, we talked about where and how to find good lake waves, how Robin is trying to make surfing more inclusive and diverse, and how she got into surfing and why she loves it so much. I'm currently in Tofino working on my surfing, so this episode fits perfectly with my life right now. I can't wait to join Robin and the rest of the Great Lakes surfing community when I get home. I hope you enjoy this episode and all of the surfing knowledge that Robin has to share. Also, if you haven't tried surfing yet, you should. You don't even have to leave Ontario to do it. I'm coffeeed up and I'm ready. Good. <laughs> Yay. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. For our listeners, would you mind introducing yourself? Um, yeah. Maybe like your um, name and what you do? Yeah, for sure. Uh, my name is Robin Peking. I am a uh, Great Lakes surfer and community organizer, uh, founder of the Great of um, sorry of uh, Lake Surfistas. Um, we are women who surf and paddle the Great Lakes, and I'm also a uh, a real estate agent here in um, in Durham region in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Um, so I found you on social media. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, yeah, recently I went on a surf trip in Tofino, and I was so surprised at, like, the size of the surf culture that we have in Canada. Like, Mm. I had no idea that it existed. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, then I was on Instagram, and I was even more shocked to see that so many people surf on Lake Ontario, which is, like, yeah, right near where I live. And Mm -hmm. then I, yeah, I found you, and I was like, oh, my gosh, a Filipina Lake Ontario surfer. I was like, oh, my gosh, this lady is my twin. (laughs) I'm so glad you found me. I'm so mm-hmm. glad you found me. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, for to start, uh, all of this, uh, like everything that you just mentioned is, uh, is something that I can mirror that has happened to me, um, but about 15 years prior to you. Um, so it's, it's crazy. The, the surf culture that's in Canada is, is huge and it's growing. Um, the Great Lakes culture in Southern Ontario is another thing that's uh, growing so much uh, over the past several years. So um, it, it only now, and am I now starting to see more women of color and Filipinas, incredibly so. Uh, and it's, it, it makes my heart so happy. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. <laughs> like, because when I started surfing here, um, there was maybe like three, three to five other women that I knew, mm-hmm. uh, and not, and none of them were Filipino, just three or four women. Um, so seeing more, more women that look like me, uh, and, uh, younger ones who are, you know, getting into the sport, it's, it's fantastic. And, uh, I feel like I've, um, been able to cultivate this, uh, this community that, where I am at and uh, growing it for, for more women who are younger or older and to just make it bigger and more inclusive for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, that representation is so key because I feel like, yeah, for me to see someone like you who's surfing, it's like, Oh, okay, cool. Like now I can surf the great lakes because someone who is like, just like me is doing it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it was a little bit, um, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, my presence here is, is helping others for sure. Because uh, I know that when I, when I started out, it was, there wasn't anybody that really looked like me. There was, um, you know, one other girl, um, her name is Eunice Ching, and she was, uh, she's an awesome surfer. She had surfed in, lived in BC for a while, and then came back home to, um, to Ontario and now she lives in Australia with her partner and she's been there for a long time so there have been a couple of women that have come and gone that have found their lives elsewhere but along the coast uh, but other than than her who was a Chinese Canadian there wasn't really anyone else <laughs> and then she left <laughs> so, yeah. um, um, and she's she's living an awesome life her best life out there but mm-hmm. like uh, throughout the years there have been uh, a lot of women that have come in and uh, who have stayed. And I think the focus at the time was for me to focus on women, just women in general, um, only because like representation in that along the Great Lakes was sorely lacking. And now that I see so much women, now it's like, well, you know, let's get some more uh, Kababayans in here and <laughs> let's get more Filipino surfing because that's <laughs> like, it, it, it's, a, it's awesome because we, there's a surf culture in the Philippines. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's and so cool. I've, have you ever surfed in the Philippines? No, I, I really want to though. I really, really want to. Me too. I haven't yet. I was supposed no. to. Um, okay. I was supposed to a couple of years ago, but uh, so it was my last trip to the Philippines in 2014 with my, mm-hmm. went with my mom and my dad and we were going to go to La Union. But mm-hmm. liter- I, literally three days after landing in Manila, I like, I uh, sprained my ankle so bad oh, that the rest of the month that I was in the Philippines, I couldn't walk. And oh, so sucks. I it sucked so bad. And I was so mad. I was so, so bad. I think it was like a, it was a bit of a test for me uh, mentally. And I, but I also think that the, um, there, there was something else that I had to accomplish in that trip rather than surfing. And so I was kind of forced to not surf. And of course, my parents were like, look at you. you you're not, you can't, you can't even walk. How are you going to go surfing? We're not taking yeah. you. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and like I was a woman in my thirties, but it's like, you have to listen. You're like, okay, fine. Yeah. I guess it, yeah. 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 You'll have to make another plan to go out there again. Yeah. Yeah. One day for sure. So you've been surfing for 15 years, you said? Um, actually, the first time I ever surfed was in Hawaii in the year 2000. Oh, cool. So, 20 years. Uh, 20 years? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and I um, had always been uh, fascinated with surfing and, and water, as you can imagine, from, you know, being Filipino. And my mom and my dad loved the ocean. And they, we, we went on trips all the time to go visit my uncle, who lived in Connecticut and Florida. So we were, even though they immigrated to Canada, my mom and my dad still found time to go to the coast and um, th- they also took advantage of our local waters along, you know, Lake Ontario. And we had a small fishing boat in the eighties where we would go fishing and we would go take the boat from like Humber Bay shores and, and drive it to the, or it wasn't a big boat or anything. Um, and boated over to like the islands and stuff in the wintertime and I, and not the wintertime in the summertime and I, and I loved it. Um, so I'm, I'm super grateful that they, uh, we had this water life living in Canada uh, mm-hmm. through, throughout, throughout my life that I was here. And that kind of led me towards Great Lakes surfing. So mm-hmm. I've been surfing the Great Lakes for about 15 years now or so, 50, about 15 years. And uh, as I mentioned, it was very, very few women. And, and at the time when I learned, uh, I, there was social media didn't exist. Yeah. So I had to learn everything on my own through talking to people, through very sort of sketchy, like internet forums, uh, <laughs> reading the one book that existed that still exists today called Surfing the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, it was, a, it was a long process. And so it, before I could even find a wave um, or surf the wave, I had to find it. Mm-hmm. And finding it without all the, the mass bits of information that are available today was a lot harder for me. So then when I was able to find a wave, uh, I only had a few hours to practice and then I didn't really progress as so much as a surfer for about five or six years. Cause finding it was difficult. 
-hmm. access to it was difficult. And, um, you know, our, our waves are so inconsistent that it's hard to practice. Um, mm -hmm. And I just kind of took the time to go on surf trips as much as I can to other places so I could practice out there and then just continue on with it, um, you know, here on the Great Lakes. So, yeah. yeah. So you like kind of taught yourself then? Uh, yeah, kind of like I'm, uh, through watching people and um, yeah, I, I basically learned by example and through practice and practice. Like girl, you have no idea. It took me like 10 years to really get that top turn. <laughs> like it took me a long time, um, especially on the lakes and stuff like that, because it's so inconsistent. Mm -hmm. uh, it took me a while to do that. But like if on a surf trip, like I, I was able to surf a lot better, of course, because like you're surfing every day for like 10 days. Mm -hmm. um, but then you come back here and you find out the wave quality is like not at all like Costa Rica or California. Yeah. And then you kind of lose a little bit of it. So it's been it, me just consistently now. Um, I'd, I'd like to think that I have been consistently, actively, like totally consistently surf surfing now for about um, almost seven years. Mm -hmm. uh, and by consistent, I mean like at least once or twice a month, every month. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow, that's so, it's so crazy to me still like that you can do that in Ontario. Mm -hmm. Like right it, here in my own backyard, like people surf, like what? So yeah. Where, so where do you, where in, um, where do you live? Like around where, what area? Yeah. So I'm in Curtis, which is like n near Oshawa, like between Oshawa Ooh. and Bloomingdale. Okay. So you're not too far. Cause I'm, I'm in Oshawa. Oh, you are. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm close. So I'm in, and I'm in South Oshawa. So I'm close to the, uh, the Oshawa, Be Oshawa beach. Okay. Yeah. And there are, where you are in, in Curtis, there is a couple of surf breaks that surround you. Oh my god, um, so weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, that's kind of been my um, the thing that I've dedicated myself um, for the last few years was like finding all the places that you can surf mm -hmm. and uh, places or parks or, or um, surf breaks with a lot of potential, and that comes down to understanding the uh, excuse me uh, the land that we're on and the the types of waves and the winds that that come along with it. Mm -hmm. So it's, I, f I think part of that is me honing in, in, in on um, like our ancestral skills of water navigation, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd like to think, um, <laughs> and us being island people mm -hmm. and understanding the water. So I, I feel like I'm, I'm honing in on these instincts, but applying it to where we live here in Ontario. Mm -hmm. hmm, that's so interesting. So what places have you found to be the best along Lake Ontario for surfing? Uh, it depends. Like it, it, it depends on the day and it depends on, it depends on a lot of things. Like there are a lot of breaks that are far more consistent than others, but I've had equally amazing surf sessions at one break. And also at the same time, depending on the day, really shitty. Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't have a favorite surf break. Um, what I'm always looking for are ideal conditions and I will go to the break that has the best conditions for you know that that are available to us for that like that mother nature is giving you so it's and I think that's what's so hard about lake surfing mm -hmm. is because like if you lived in California for some reason you would go on the tides like whatever tide is it works best on that spot and then you just kind of go and there it is. There's the surf. Mm -hmm. And it was con and it's consistent and it's reliable. It's not as reliable here. So mm -hmm. you kind of have to rely on your skills more than you can on the spot. Yeah, true. Oh man, that makes it so difficult. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it, it is and it isn't. Um, I used to think it was super difficult, but just like anything, practice uh, does lead to better results. So I'm, I'm lucky that I've been very practiced in this now over you know, having doing this very consistently for several years, but it really starts for like, if you're dedicated for any surfer that is out there, that's dedicated to doing this along our shores, you just have to like be very persistent in checking the weather and uh, be willing to, to drive and explore other breaks that you may not be familiar with 
Um, and that comes with time. And I know that everybody's time is, is uh, precious to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, ta- taking the time to look at the water and look at the weather is, will, will bring you successful times, I assure you. Mm-hmm. So what kind of weather is the most ideal for Great Lakes surfing? Uh, so we need winds. We need onshore winds um, that come in, I, I would say, you know, consistently blowing for 25 to 30 kilometers an hour, uh, sustained over at least five or six hours in that, in, in a particular direction that is, um, that is needed for that spot. So what that means is, so let's start off with Oshawa. So it's, it's easier to talk about like where we are. Mm-hmm. So where we are on the North shore of Lake Ontario, um, like if you could picture us on a map and where we are situated on the lake on that map, uh, a southwest wind, so that means a wind originating from the southwest or the west will kind of hit us on an angle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for where we are, that is a good wind for us to create waves. So there's actually surface up tomorrow. <laughs> oh, tomorrow, cool. yeah, tomorrow, surface up tomorrow and, and, and Wednesday. Wednesday is looking a little bit better. Um, because the winds are, are blowing in southwest for like, yeah, let me just double check. Uh, I'm actually checking my, the weather forecast right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually blowing consistently for a bunch of hours in that same direction. Uh, so southwest wind is something that I'm looking for uh, consistently for where we are. Um, alternatively, a, an east wind where we are on Lake Ontario will also create waves. So that, now that wind is coming from the opposite direction. From, so it's originating from the east and blowing towards us. So that's a different angle. Mm-hmm. Um, east winds are very good for Toronto and Etobicoke. So Toronto and further west of us, so like Hamilton will get the east winds. Um, and those will create some really fanc- fascinating waves. So it's where we are on Lake in Southern Ontario, like if you were to look at us on a map, we're actually surrounded by water. So we're almost like an island, mm-hmm. um, but we're a little bit different. What we are actually is we're surrounded by uh, three very big freshwater seas. So if you have a car, and I understand that accessibility can be a big issue for some people if you don't have a car or that kind of thing. Great Lakes surfing can be very difficult, and I and I get that. Um, but if you're somebody who is able to get that, uh, you know, mobility um, in any wind direction, we are like anywhere between two hours to three hours away from good surf. So, uh, King Cardin, Ontario, which is on Lake Huron, which is north of us, mm-hmm. that needs a north wind. So. Um, obviously it's a lot further for us, for us to get there. That's a bit of a, a, more than a day trip. Well, that's an all day trip. Like if I were to surf Lake Huron, I'm usually leaving at like 4.30 in the morning. Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm getting there like at, right at sunrise, um, and timing the surf. And then I'm usually home late that night because it's, uh, it's so far. Um, and Lake Erie is another kind of a day trip or an afternoon trip. So if the winds are working there, it also needs a Southwest, but Lake Erie is a whole other kind of monster versus, um, Lake Ontario, like they're all very different, mm-hmm. but the theory behind finding them is the same for, for all the lakes. Um, but then the nuances and the topography and the geography of each spot is of course very different because that's just kind of how the world is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. And it's so different from the ocean. Cause like, um, like the ocean, you need swells, Mm-hmm. Um, and you're looking at tides and of course the geography of the place too. So like, is it a reef break? Does it wrap around? Is it a point break? Is it a beach break? Those things exist here, but mm-hmm. the, um, the power of the water and the kind of water that happens is very different than from Tofino. So like mm-hmm. I've been to Tofino and, um, and it's so nice there. When did you go to uh-huh. Tofino? Um, so I went last month, but I'm going again next week actually. And I'm going to stay there. Oh. For- yeah. Yeah, because oh, I really want to just learn and get better. So, yeah, that's my plan for, for next month. Amazing. That's am- I'm so happy for you that you're yeah. going to be – how long are you going to be there for? For a month. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm hoping that I can, like, improve my abilities and then be able to um, hopefully catch some waves in Ontario. Yeah, you will. I promise you. Like those skills of just popping up and mm-hmm. timing, 
um, because half like 95% of surfing is paddling and positioning and timing. Yeah. The, yeah. the other 5%, you're actually on the wave. So like when you see all these clips of people surfing, they're only catching like the 5% of, of and the fun side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't, it, you know, you barely ever see like people paddling out or like, you know, losing yeah. the wave and that we know that that's, that's part of the, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. So because you're going to have consistent waves into Tofino, you're going to come back and, you're going to, you're going to charge. You're going to kill it. I promise. <laughs> so thank you. I, I hope yeah. you're great. <laughs> but yeah, like knowing like paddling out can be so difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, knowing like where to be and like when to start paddling and like when to actually get up, like, Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> it's a lot. It is. You're right. It is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just got to keep at it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, ocean surf and lake surf are so different too. Mm-hmm. Like Great Lakes are freshwater and ocean salt. So we have different buoyancy. So then like, and our wave intervals are different. So like even the properties of the water is fucking different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and um, and I, I've kind of joked around with this with some friends, like, because uh, we've a bunch of us, like we all surf the ocean whenever we can. And, but we also, also surf here because we live here. So I always tell people that like, if you've gone from ocean surf and you've done like ocean surfs consistently, like for a trip for like a week or something like that, your first session back on the Great Lakes is going to suck so bad (laughs) because you're going from like floaty, salty, like uh, less dense water to fresh water, more, less buoyant, uh, more dense water. Mm -hmm. And even like the feeling of it is, is different and your floats all different. Um, And like the intervals are different. So then you're, I always say that like that first session back on the Great Lakes from the ocean is like, it's not the worst, but it really can, uh, you see those differences very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just kind of keep on, you have to just keep on going and kind of like reacclimatize yourself to the, the fresh lakes. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's, it really is cool how you can see the difference between the two. It's much it's much, much more prominent if you've surfed ocean and then come to the lake versus surfing the lake and then going to the ocean. Cause then you go to the ocean and you see how consistent it is. Mm-hmm. You've got like, you know, eight, eight, nine, ten 10 seconds between waves and you don't think about it. You're like, Oh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas here you're, you're having, you have shorter intervals and uh, paddling out becomes a lot harder. But if you paddle the lakes, you're going to be uh, like such a strong surfer out in the ocean. Mm-hmm. True. So there's benefits. There's still lots of benefits either way. Absolutely. There's tons of benefits. It's either. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I never even considered like the differences in, in water, like the salt water versus fresh water. There's so much mm-hmm. to think about. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is a lot to think about. <laughs> it really um, is. How cold does it get in the Great Lakes? Uh, it can get pretty cold. Like, the only thing that stops me from surfing in the winter is if the shoreline is literally ice. Oh my so gosh. You, you can't go in it because it's ice. <laughs> and ice, of course, like ice flows become dangerous, of course. Uh, you know, if you're surfing in ice, then you don't know if you're duck diving into a giant chunk of, of ice into your face. And that's obviously dangerous. Oh my gosh, that's um, terrifying. Yeah, it's a little terrifying. Um, so if the water is clear, as in like there's no ice, but it's like the dead of winter and it's like minus 20 degrees outside, but the water is flowing, then um, the water is actually warmer than the air. So if the air temperature is minus 20, the water is usually going to be one degree. So it's actually 20 degrees warmer in the water. So you're, it's, it's nice. It's when it starts getting like icy where it can get some... Uh, dicey mm-hmm. um but i'll surf dead of winter um as long as there's waves and it's flowing uh you do obviously need a six five or a five four wetsuit and you need the proper uh gear to get out there but i i go all year uh, yeah. it can get pretty cold like you see people with ice chunks on their on their wetsuits that is a real thing oh my God. um yeah i've had like ice crystals form on my on my eyelashes so like you blink and then it's like ice <laughs> mm-hmm. um and it can it get it gets cold in the north pacific too 
but like the cold out there is far more damp and like like to the bone cold whereas like great lakes cold temperatures are very dry mm -hmm. and so it's almost like a cold snap um it's a, it's weird. It's even that is a different kind of cold. Like it's all cold, but it feels far more different than in the Pacific Northwest than it does on the Great Lakes. Mm -hmm. hmm. Very interesting. So you can surf with a, a five, four, um, wetsuit mm -hmm. in the winter time. Mm -hmm. That's thick yeah. enough. Wow. Okay. Uh, six, five is better, obviously. Yeah. Um, especially if you're like immersed in the water, like six, five is much better and you'll need seven or eight millimeter boots and five or seven millimeter, uh, mitts. Okay. Uh, you gotta go, you gotta go full, full on for, for that. Don't skimp on the wetsuit, especially in the winter. Cause like hypothermia is a real thing. That cold is a real thing. It is a quite literally an extreme environment. Mm -hmm. So, um, getting the proper, uh, gear will keep you safe and keep you keep you alive <laughs> oh my gosh that sounds so terrifying but yeah that, that that is true it's it's a little it sounds terrifying but it, it's um it's more of a mental block like honestly I get way more colder skiing than I have ever winter surfed really wow I yeah like up in the mountain like if I'm I don't ski very I used to ski a lot more but like when I would go skiing and you know the um, you're wearing so much stuff. Like you got, you have your, your, uh, long johns and then leggings and then snow pants, sweater, jacket, scarf. Like you're wearing so much stuff and yet still up there when I'm like on the, uh, the chairlift, I'm freezing. Yeah. Uh, but in the, in the water, because the water is now like warmer than the air mm -hmm. and all you're wearing is a wetsuit, but like one wetsuit is one layer versus like all the layers for, for skiing or, or snowboarding. Mm -hmm. And I feel more freer and I don't feel as cold. Wow. That's yeah. so surprising. I would definitely not think that. <laughs> yeah. I used to think the same thing until you finally like get to it and you're like, Oh, it's totally a mental block mm -hmm. of cold. And I get it. I get it. It's a, it's a hard one to get over, but once you kind of, um, you know, go in there and you experience it for yourself, you realize, oh, this isn't so bad. I can definitely handle this. Mm -hmm. hmm, very interesting. Um, so I just bought a 5'4 wetsuit. So like what months do you think that would be ideal for here? Like at what point would I need to be like, oh no, I need a thicker one for this month? Um, I think I would try for you, like for that, uh, get, like, do you have uh, uh, gloves and boots? Um, I don't have gloves, but I do have boots. Okay, so get some get some gloves. You'll probably need some in Tofino anyways in the next uh, little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so you could probably grab a pair out there. Uh, but uh, if you get like five or seven millimeter boots or gloves for here, you can potentially surf all winter. Now, your sessions may not last like three hours long mm -hmm. um, in the winter in a 5-4. You might, that would probably be suited for a six, five, but you could easily go out for like an hour, hour and a half, maybe even two hours, depending on your own personal, um, your own body and your own cold water tolerance, uh, in the winter. Uh, yeah. Like in the, like January, February. Yeah. Okay, cool. There. That's so good to know. I feel like this has been so, so helpful for me. <laughs> good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Like right um, now it's warm. So you wouldn't, you yeah. don't even, you don't need a five for it. You'd be sweating. Yeah. Right now. Wow. Interesting. Um, so when you go, do you usually go by yourself or do you go with other people in the yeah. surf community? Um, depends. Depends on the day. Mm -hmm. um, usually if I'm, if it's a spot that is normally frequented like Oshawa or Coburg, there's usually somebody there. Mm -hmm. um, it also depends on the schedules of some of the, of uh, anyone in the community. So I'll, I'll usually invite someone and say, or I'll say, hey, I'm gonna be at this spot tomorrow. And sometimes people will be like, yeah, I'll, I'll see you there. You know, we'll, we'll join forces. Um, but then there are other days when I do go completely by myself mm -hmm. and I search for the breaks where there's nobody around because the feeling of surfing alone, um, it's a mitigated risk that I take. Uh, but it's a risk that I know that I, I am able to make. Um, obviously, I, I won't go in places that I've never been to before alone on a day that's, you know, maybe really gnarly. 
I, I know that. And I know that because <laughs> I know my mom already gets very um, worried about me when I surf. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I will go both, both alone or with, or, you know, find friends there. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if it's, if it's an established surf break, there's usually somebody there already. Mm-hmm. So you talked a little bit already about your Instagram page called Lake Surfistas. Is that how you pronounce mm-hmm. it? <laughs> uh, yeah. When did you start that? Um, so I'm a, it's a, it's a long story. The Lake Surfistas Instagram has been up for a couple of years now. And we have, uh, we, we actually um, hold the biggest gathering of female, of women uh, identifying surfers uh, on the Great Lakes. And this, around this time is when we normally have our beach day, but obviously the pandemic has uh, um, prevented us from doing that this year, unfortunately. But um, we have, we are in our, this would have been our sixth year um, getting everybody together. And it's a big kind of like chill gathering at Pleasant Beach at Lake Erie. Uh, And it started off in 2014 uh, when I started to see a big influx of women starting to paddle into surf. And at the time, um, another surfer by the name of Lisa Parks, uh, and she's an artist uh, from Coburg, Ontario. She now lives in, in Florida. She was like, you know, we should have, we should have a gathering uh, of women. And I was like, you know what, I, that's been something that I've been thinking about and I wanted to do it as well. So we're like, all right, let's do it. So we joined, we collaborated together and we created uh, a beach day called Ladies of the Lakes. Um, and that was in 2014 when we first had our first gathering. And at the time, um, like prior to that, there weren't a lot of women. Um, but now at, in 2014, we had about 30 or 40 women that showed up to the beach day. Wow. And yeah. And it left our hearts so open and so full of, of support and all the other women that showed up were so happy to be there as well. Like it was like the most beautiful time. And then from there, we're like, well, we can't, we can't stop now. We have to keep going. We, we want to do this again. So we were able to do, uh, do it again the next year. And then the next year we had a hundred women. Oh my God. And then, wow. Yeah. And it was, um, and we have it, uh, with uh with the help of the wildwood surf club so the wildwood surf club is down at lake erie and it's the oldest established surf club on the great lakes and of which i'm I'm proud to say i'm the first woman of color uh to have been inducted into that club um and it's all like old white guys (laughs) so they're all and they're all good friends they're wonder they're good friends of mine but it was at the time it felt and it still does feel awesome that I, I was, uh, you know, got that recognition. So it was with their help I was able to, um, you know, get the get uh, the special permission to use the, the uh, a lodge that's down there and be able to have this uh, create this space for women. So it it started off as uh, like a humble little party of like, you know, let's get some women together and surf, and it turned to an online community. Um, since after Lisa had left to, um, to Florida to be closer to some family, um, I elicited the help of some other women. So Shazia Mazhar, uh, she's also part of Lake Surfistas, Jordana Belil, um, Diana, uh, Diana Lee. Uh, and so we are now uh, working hard to create more representation on the Great Lakes mm-hmm. uh, to you know, get more women out there in general. And just show that, you know, we, if by giving the resources that we know and sharing our knowledge of, of our local waters to, to women to, like you uh, or anyone else that wants to get in there, we know that we are arming you with confidence and skills that will help you along your own personal surf journey. And then that way you're able to turn it into something that's for you and for yourself. Because we all know that surfing and paddling is a very personal thing. So by giving you these, these tools, we know that we're helping you, um, you know, be the best and do, you know, live your best surf life wherever you may take it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That's such a cool backstory. And I yeah. love we're like <laughs> the only woman and also a woman of color. That's the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, um, I'm not the only woman. There's, there were other women that preceded me and the Wildwood Surf Club for sure. Like I recognize them. Um, 
but there, there weren't the, it wasn't a lot of diversity. (laughs) Um, So seeing more diverse faces and being able to talk to you today, Katie, about this, who is also a Filipina, Mm -hmm. uh, you've no idea how much like makes my heart so happy. Like, honestly. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yeah. And like looking at, at, um, the Lake Surfistas page, it's like you, are representing all women like all ages all body types i even saw there was a picture of a pregnant woman paddleboarding oh yeah that was awesome it's awesome we we uh yeah like seeing pregnant women surf it's it's like yeah it's awesome to see that and um we try to make it as accessible as possible by giving like what we know and what we can um just so we can be like okay so most people when they find out that you could surf the Great Lakes, you're just like, well, where the hell do I begin? Like, what, what do I do? What do I start? How do I do this? And there's so many questions, but like that stoke is definitely there. So um, being able to be like, grab that stoke and be like, all right, let's, let's lead you to riding waves um, just kind of gives us purpose about, uh, you know, gives the community purpose. And um, it, 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 it's something that Lake Surfistas has been striving for since the start of all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Because, yeah, I feel like I haven't seen any other pages, like surf-related pages, that are so inclusive. Because, like, every other one that I have seen, it's, like, the same kind of, like, super-toned mm-hmm. body type. And mm-hmm. it's great to see your pages just representing everybody. Because, yeah, representation is so key. Like, when you see someone who looks like you, then it, like, gives you the like the knowledge to know like, Oh yeah, I can, I can do the same thing. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it really does help all of us too. Mm-hmm. And seeing like my feed full of, uh, full of women of color mm-hmm. who are surfing um, all, all kinds of body types. Um, it's breaking that mold of, you know, what a surfer girl is mm-hmm. like we were like, I kind of grew up with, I grew up with Baywatch, <laughs> like, and, and, <laughs> and you know, back then, a typical surfer girl was uh, was tall, blonde, you know, toned, um, super tanned, and that kind of thing. And those women are still awesome; they will always be awesome. But like, we I want we wanted to make space for like, you know, the old middle aged woman who started surfing like five years ago, or the you know the pregnant woman that um, is doing this, or you know the the black girl or the Filipino girl or the Muslim girl who wears a hijab. Like we want all of you guys to find that stoke in, in our, in nature and in the water and and make it your own. And we want to create space for you to do that because you deserve that space and you need that space. And then if we're all in this, um, you know, if, if we create it, then, then, then more people will come. And then that way it's, we're, we really are breaking that mold and saying like, you know what, you, you know, you look like that, you wear a hijab, you're a surfer girl, you know, you, um, you know, anything, anything is possible. And uh, I don't, we definitely don't want to limit ourselves and we shouldn't be limiting uh, our, an image uh, to be able to do the thing that we all love to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love it. So here for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad we're all here. We're, we're glad you're here for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so what advice would you have for someone who's brand new to surfing and who is wanting to join the Great Lakes surfing community? Um, yeah, show up. That's the best thing you could do is um, come in with an open heart. Uh, you're going to have to do your research, but that's just like everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, talk to people, be open, be willing to make those mistakes and uh, you know, realize that it is a long journey. Uh, those mistakes, uh, especially on the Great Lakes, are something that you can easily learn from. Um, get the right equipment because it is an extreme environment, no matter where you are surfing, whether it's like Costa Rica or the Great Lakes or Tofino. Get the right equipment for the, the conditions that you'll be in and mm-hmm. don't ever stop. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing about being a Great Lakes surfer? Um, it's just, you know what, it's knowing that our culture here and where we surf is so special because like most people think of surfers and you think, you know, barreling waves in California or something like that. And, um, or, you know, girls in bikinis, 
and as much as I, I mean, I love warm waves just as much as anyone else. Um, but it's our, what we have here is super special because we've been able to create a culture and a space for surfers in a place that most people in the world would never, ever even think of. It's so local and it's so particular to our part of the, of our little, little corner of the earth, mm-hmm. um, that we can get eight foot waves or, you know, three to foot waves in, on, in this place that people think is a lake, but it's not, it's a, it's a freshwater sea. It's huge. Mm -hmm. So that's my favorite thing is that where we are geographically makes us special. Mm -hmm. So you tell that to somebody on the, on the coast and you tell them, Oh, I surf the great lakes. They, they look at you like you have three heads and you're like, (laughs) what? And you're like, yeah, for sure. And then it comes into then like questions start coming up like well how do you surf well how these waves they're like what like half an inch tall and they're like no 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 for real we 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 can get them and then the photos start coming off and you know coming out of the phone you show them and they're and it and for anyone that is never knew it before and you you're talking to that person somewhere in a surf town in like central america you wow them and they are like get out of here. Or once in a while, they'll be like, oh yeah, like my, my amiga, she surfs there. Do you know Katie? And you're like, maybe I do. <laughs> so like it, either way, it creates a conversation, uh, a very interesting and interested one from the other person whenever you talk to somebody about great lake surfing that isn't from here. So it's, it's, it's a lot of, it's special in that way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like it's, like, special for me to hear about it right now. And, like, I've been living here for my whole life, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Like, you were talking about how, like, you know, it's almost like twins. Like, I'm, I'm seeing your journey from, like, when I started. Because I also lived by the lake my whole life. I grew up in Etobicoke in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's an established surf break that was five minutes from my house. And I didn't fucking know that. <laughs> like, and I found out when I was about 24, Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I'm 40 years old now. So like I was a lot younger and I was still living at home and I had been hanging out by the lake and, you know, I had been boating the lake and I have had this like lake life my whole life and then didn't know that you can surf until I was in my twenties. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. This whole time there was a surf and I didn't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you kind of like, well, I got to make up for lost time. Like, tell me all about it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly where I was at then. And that's when I booked a, um, around there, I booked my first trip to Tofino and mm-hmm. it was like, okay, I'm going to surf in Tofino and I'm going to get better in Tofino and I'm going to take my skills to the Great Lakes. Yeah. So that's exactly that's, what I'm trying to do. Yeah. That's what you were doing. And so yeah. that's exactly what I did. And then a couple of years later, um, like my brother at the time, he had lived in California. So there was no surf shops like 2006 or anything like that around here. So I had to find a used board from Kichiji in California, had my brother pick it up. And then I flew down to California, surfed down there for a little bit and then took my, my board home. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's how I got my first board. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was a lot harder for me then because I didn't have resources. I didn't have the information and I didn't have boards or gear. It was harder to find here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seeing how it's a lot easier for someone like you to get into this because there's so much information and there's, uh, there's surf shops at your disposal here in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, we, it kind of makes me feel like, okay, well, I, I've made it easier for you. Yeah. And, that's, and I'm glad for that. And I'm, I'm glad that that my heart, that hard work is paying off for others. Mm-hmm. That really yeah, makes sure. it special for me. And so. like your social media presence too, I feel like is helping to raise awareness that the sport even exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah cool. definitely it exists it's here and it's special and uh and, and it's kind of like it's also validating too for the for other for a lot of great lake surfers because like for a time uh ocean surfers would you know balk at it and be like oh you know you, you can't surf on the great lakes or you know it's it's it sucks or you know there this was a lot i i received a lot of no when I first started, people said no to me. There was a lot of it and I just kind of pushed past it. Um, so, Cause I was like, well, you know, the hell with you. <laughs> um, but also taken aback that I got all this no, but, uh, and now if I'm able to say to people, yes, 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 you can do it. That's, it makes me feel better as well. Cause like, it's also proving all these other people who told me no wrong. Um, yeah, it, it's, 
kind of twofold. It's me kind of like proving others, like, you know, don't tell me what to do. I'll figure it out. Um, and then, you know, getting other people to get into it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. So what about surfing in general? What do you love about it most? Uh, it's, it's my definition of freedom, freedom from the problems on land, whether those problems be, you know, school, money, jobs, problems, <laughs> um, being able to go into the water and just feel that freedom of a pure earth energy, water energy pushing you into a ride for recreation is, is the biggest thing for freedom for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where I feel the most present in my life because I'm not thinking about problems on land uh, or things that I have to do or tasks or any of that. I'm there and I'm thinking of like, of, of waves and I'm thinking of riding and I'm, I look out into the horizon and I'm waiting for the right sets and that's all I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. And if there's other people there, then, you know, this is, that's the topic of, you know, what we're talking about. It's like, oh, there's another set coming in. Oh, tell me about your last session kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it really is, uh, it's like the, my favorite part about it is that it's, uh, I, I was able to find something like this here uh, locally and growing up like I never would have dreamed in a million years growing up that I'd be doing this Mm -hmm. ever so uh yeah it's kind of for all intents and purposes I'm I'm really glad that this is the direction that that took me growing up because like growing up and not having this kind of a thing um, like I didn't know anything like this. I, I grabbed onto other stuff, but now this is like, I know that this was my purpose. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I always thought, okay, if I want to surf, like I'm going to have to like figure it out into all of my vacations that I have, mm-hmm. like, and have to travel somewhere. But yeah, again, like, I just love that it's possible to do right here. Yeah. And still like, still take those trips, <laughs> still, <laughs> still yeah. take those trips to the coast. Like Nova Scotia is actually one of my favorite places to surf. Um, and the water there in the North Atlantic is, is wonderful. And there's a, a lot of, there's a, there's a, a big culture, surf culture uh, in Nova Scotia and in the East coast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit closer than Tofino. Cause I know Tofino is, is much further, but like they're quite established there. Um, and that's awesome. And still take those trips. Like I still, Mm -hmm. well, I haven't traveled this year, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I, I travel a lot to California to visit my brother. So I I surf there quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and Nova Scotia has been another place that I've been going to quite a bit lately because it's, it's closer and, you know, it's a two day drive. Um, and I've got a bunch of friends there. So, uh, but the, the good thing is, is that like having that ocean surf, especially if you've surfing, if you've surfed the Great Lakes for so often, when you get to the ocean, you're, you're pumped. You're like, I got this. It's like, now it's real waves. Like now it's waves with more power and it's more salt. And if you've practiced here on that off, like when you're not on on vacation, it, it really does elevate your surfing out there. And then you see how much you've like progressed every, at every time you, you go to the ocean, you're like, Oh, okay. Like I can, um, I'm doing turns better or um, my wave selection is better or, or something. So all, all in all, uh, it, it's just going to, it's going to hone in on your skills. So your, your time in Tofino when you go will translate back to here, but you're just going to have to adjust for the geography that you're in. Yeah, true. True. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm stoked for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. I think that's mostly everything that I wanted to talk about. I just have two more last questions that I ask yeah. everybody. Um, but before I get to those, is there anything that you wanted to add or talk about at all? Yeah, like I'm, um, like, were you, were you born here? Like, I guess I'm, at, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about like your, your Filipino-ness. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, like I said, it's like, it's, um, it's great seeing another woman who is Filipina here. Like it really is. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was born here, um, born in Ajax and then, um, my family has lived in Curtis forever. Um, but yeah, my parents moved from the Philippines when they were like 18 and 16 or something like that. Um, but yeah, my sisters and I have been 
in Canada forever. But yeah, I've always been like obsessed with like surf culture, <laughs> even though I've, yeah, living in Ontario, like it, I, it's not something I have seen like in real life, but I, just like in movies and stuff, I always thought that surfing was so cool. Um, yeah. And then I, lately I've been doing like a lot of, um, like creeping of Filipino surfers um, <laughs> because yeah, I, I didn't know about La Union until recently. Um, so yeah, I've been creeping a lot, a lot of those girls and then, yeah, now the great lake surfers and yeah, just trying to get more into it. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Like growing up, um, I didn't know that they were surfing in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I had no idea. Yeah. I, I found this out in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. that there's like a like Shargao and La Union are like big places for surf. Um, I should actually send you a picture. I have this uh, map called uh, Mapa PH. It's, it's, it's a Philippine surf map. Oh, oh my um, gosh, cool. Yeah, I'll send you a picture of it. Um, and uh, like this map had, I bought it from somebody in, uh, the person in Manila. And then they, at the time when I, that I bought this map, my parents were staying in, in our, in our house in the Philippines in, uh, in, um, Bataan and they couriered this map from Manila to the province where my parents were staying. And then they took it home to me. So this map has gone on a journey, uh, <laughs> but it shows like all of these surf breaks in the Philippines. And I was like, what? So much. And yeah, I've, um, I've never seen any of these breaks, but it's almost like, um, you know, this connection to a land that we come from, but at the same time, it's also like heartbreaking because we know that there's also a disconnection, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but like whatever we can do to honor our ancestral lands is, is important to me and to, uh, and, you know, to my family and stuff like that. Cause then, um, we're kind of t- taking that spirit here. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like no doubt, like your, your ancestors were, you know, the same as mine, mm-hmm. um, you know, navigating waters and living ocean life and eating fish and, and doing all that stuff too. Yeah, yeah it's in our blood. <laughs> it's in our blood. It's totally in our blood. So we should like abide by it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah and I yeah. feel like you're trying to, so <laughs> especially you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a journey though, too. Like this, it's, um, I guess it's like a whole other conversation of like Filipino-ness in, in Canada. And it's, uh, you know, it's very different from even Filipino-ness in California. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Here, lots of Filipinos in California. Tons. Like, yeah, they're, they've been established there longer than, um, we have here in, in Southern Ontario. Mm-hmm. So like, it's, I think like in recent times, like I've been, uh, you know, kind of being more open and to seeing, like, hear and, and learning more about these stories for um, first generation uh, kids like us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hearing that disconnect, but also this inner yearning for more. Mm-hmm. So, like, you seeking out these Filipino uh, surfers, like Josie Prendergast, uh, Emil Apayo, I think. There's like a whole bunch of them, and they are like such beautiful surfers yeah like oh Luke Landrigan um yeah it's crazy there's actually a a guy here mm-hmm. boy Benigo who is apparently like a longboard legend in La Union who lives in Peterborough oh what the heck yeah Interesting. yeah and I didn't know that like he came into Surf Ontario once and I was when I was working there Mm-hmm. and he said he was from La Union, he's an instructor there, and I was like, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. And so there's a couple of Filipino surfers that I know, and another guy was like, oh, yeah, he's like legend back in La Union. And I'm like, what? There's a, there's a Filipino legend that lives here? That's so, so cool. Yeah, it's, it's kind of neat, because like one time I was in Coburg, and he was there, boy was there and uh this other guy uh d he was also he's from the philippines uh like he immigrated here i think a couple years ago Mm -hmm. and like i heard them talking and it was like tagalog in the parking lot and and, like thick wetsuits and i was like like i i drove home and i almost cried because i was like (laughs) it's like never seen like never heard that before and then like I got in the conversation because I was like, I have to. <laughs> so, and 
it was just like cool. It's like, oh my God, we're like, everyone's just talking in Tagalog and this is fucking amazing. And like, mm-hmm. he's never seen this before. Oh so my God, it's, we'd be so excited. <laughs> yeah, it was so exciting. So it was like, and that's when I was like, this is, uh, yeah, seeing women made me happy. And now just seeing like Filipinos in surfing, it's like, ah, yeah. So much yeah, oh my gosh, I love that. That's so cool. Why did he move to Peterborough of all places? I think his wife is here. His wife is, is Canadian. That's my, I don't know his, entirely his story, but um, I think his wife is Canadian. So um, they're, they're here. Uh, like a lot of my, like I have got a bunch of like Hawaiian friends who live here now because their spouses are, are Canadian. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's uh, I think that's why. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, I would love to like go to the Philippines and and surf for like a month or a couple months. That would be the dream. We should plan that. We should plan going to like La Union. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where in the Philippines are your is your family from? I know that's like a lot a question that a lot of Filipinos ask (laughs) each other. Yeah, um, they're from Pampanga, which is like um, maybe three hours away from Manila. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely love to like go to the Philippines, spend a bit of time there, and then spend a bunch of time at the Union. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get there this time and not like break my ankle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I hope if we ever, if you ever plan to go, that you don't have any injuries that you have to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I think hopefully by then the you know the ancestors will be like, okay, you can surf now. So <laughs> we won't break any of your bones or, you know, your tendons or anything. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just have my last two questions now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I ask everybody these last two questions. Um, sure. So the first one is what is something that you've been learning lately? And it can be surf related uh, or whatever. Um, I've been learning more about meteorology actually. Ooh. I'm taking this like side course on backyard meteorology. So um, aside from learning how to forecast waves, which is, I, it, it is a workshop that I, I teach uh, with Lake Surfistas. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had our forecasting, our last forecasting workshop that was on Tuesday um, online. But I am taking this Harvard X course on backyard meteorology. So I'm learning more about uh, the convection cells and um, you know, basically how, uh, how warm air masses and cold air masses, when they clash together, the types of like the types of uh, clouds formations that are formed and uh, that sort of thing. So my goal is to be able to look into the sky and say, yes, there's surf today or no, there's surf today oh instead of instead of relying on um technology and I, I I mean I rely on technology all the time for, to check the weather and everything uh, and I know how to do that so I'm trying to learn how to how to do that and have these eyes and these skills to do that without technology so really going back to like okay navigational times and and, and earth energy and that kind of thing through science of course mm-hmm. wow that's, that's something so cool. learn yeah mm-hmm. when did you start that I started this course a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's going well so far. Oh gosh, there's so much to know. And like, I think the days of me learning how to do this, are they're way ahead of me. So I am learning though that the, um, I'm also learning how to teach myself how to tell the time through the sun mm-hmm. rather than looking at a watch. So like, I'm just kind of learning how to go back to analog and looking at the earth rather than technology to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. Wow, cool, very interesting. And useful too. Yeah. Oh, super useful. Like I'm, anything that I'm trying to learn is trying to like at least be um, not just useful, but like I can practice this and it's an, it's an application that I can, I can use uh, if I'm, God forbid, I'm ever in a place where there's no technology. So <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, cool. And then the last question I have is what is the biggest lesson you've learned in life so far? Oh, That's a, uh, uh, there's a lot. Uh, honestly, it may sound bleak, but life is short. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the, the sad things that I guess you could learn about, but, um, you know, I've, I've come to terms with it, is that all the things that I want to do in my life, I may never be able to do because life is short. 
and I know that sounds like kind of bleak, but once you turn 40, which I did this year, Mm -hmm. that was kind of this thing of like, oh, you know, I want to do this. I want to do this. And yes, of course, I I still probably, I still can, but you know, there is that chance that I will, I will never be able to do some of the things that have, I, that, are, that are all on my bucket list. Hmm. And that uh, brings things into perspective and kind of brings you to the present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Good to be in the present. That's something I've been learning lately. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's, it's, we all have kind of struggles with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, we all get better with it. Mm-hmm. I hope so. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. I feel like it's been so interesting, but also so helpful. Like I will definitely use this information for when I get back from Tofino and I'm trying to figure out the, the Great Lakes surfing life. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to have helped you. Um, if you have any other questions about like Great Lakes surfing or if you ever want to go surfing cause like, yeah. or skateboarding, cause I know that you do that. And <laughs> yes, I do. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, you, you're close to some surf breaks, and um, I, I, when you come back, the lakes will be ready for you. 